Hey everyone, this is Ryan Maxwell from Geek Positive, and you're listening to Why Not Talk About This Universe podcast. Station. Hello, gore fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z. This week, we are starting a new series that we will be revisiting from time to time, and that is Throbbing with Horror on the Road. Uh, This week, Greg and I went to Blairstown, New Jersey, the filming location for the first Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, it was wild. Sorry, my cat just jumped onto my microphone, so if you got that. Yeah, it was was fun time. Like, not that long either. I never realized how close it was to us. No, I, for some reason, I always thought that Blairstown was more than six hours away. Yeah, because we've been out, we went out to Jersey to see the quick stop from Clerks before, and like the secret stash and stuff, and that added like an extra hour or two onto it compared to this one. Yeah, that was easily close to a seven or eight hour trip. Yeah. One way. Yeah. Yeah, but this one, yeah, it was about four hours going there, then for some reason it was like five hours coming back. Yeah, it took us some weird way on the way back over the Delaware, some sketchy bridge. But it was, it was a wild time. Um, we saw it on two appropriate, we went on two appropriate occasions because it was the 13th. It wasn't Friday. It was Tuesday the 13th. It was also the day that Never Hike Alone in the Snow came out. Even though it was on a Tuesday and it seems like Blairstown seems to shut down on Tuesdays for some <laughs> reason. Very much. With the date and what was being released later that day, it was really fitting. Yeah, and it was just the day we both had free. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and start from the beginning. I got up about like 6.30 in the morning, which I never do. I won't do that for hardly anything. <laughs> and then um, got to your house, discovered that, I because when I ever, when I plotted the trip, there was like two different ways. There was a way with tolls and a way without tolls. The way without tolls, I had to come to your house first and then go that way because it went more east instead of going north and then east. Yeah. Well, then we plug it in and we live about an hour, just a little under an hour from each other. Yeah, about 45 minutes or so. So it's not bad. But um, yeah, then we drove through where I live to go to Blairstown. So the whole time it was like it wasn't too bad. Um on the way there but on the way back when we had to drive through my town i was like god damn <laughs> I, know, like, I could drop you off but i'd have your car well that's why i was like i'm just gonna you drop me off at my house you pick up liz you drive liz to the house she has to then drive my car back <laughs> i'm sure that would have gone over great bringing that up yeah she probably wouldn't have been into that <laughs> but yeah i mean it wasn't too bad of a drive um only had to make a couple stops real quick um get some food and then just a rest stop uh it's amazing how like close into new jersey that blairstown is oh it is right over the pennsylvania border it was like what no more than 10 minutes over the border maybe a tiny bit more but not much yeah because we crossed the border we're like oh new jersey and then we're here yeah we were basically there and it still looked exactly like pennsylvania yeah but i was wondering like because i didn't know exactly where it's at like i've looked up the location and whatnot but i've never 
really paid too much attention of the surroundings of it. And I didn't know what part of Jersey we were going to be going to. Is it going to be more of a Red Bank Jersey where it's on the shore and it's like a lot closer to the city? Or was it going to be like rural Jersey where like Jersey Devil Jersey, you know? Yeah, it was very rural side. Which I actually, can never say that word right. Yeah, I was a rural. <laughs> it's like a car starting. Yeah. <laughs> But um, it actually was not a bad town. It was a nice little sleepy town. And everyone there seemed very welcoming of what they're known for, which is Friday yeah. the 13th. And it wasn't such a small town that there's nothing to do, but it wasn't a city either. Yeah, there was definitely some shops there. There was uh, like that diner. We went to the uh, diner. First stop we made was the diner from the movie. And we were hope I wasn't even sure if it was going to be open or not, because when I looked online about a week ago, um, it was saying for some reason it was saying it was closed, but then when I actually looked on their Facebook page, they were open and God, that was a good burger. Yeah. And let's not forget too, we went in a global pandemic to it. So like, that was the other thing I'm thinking. I'm like, even if these things would normally be open, is that going to have things closed? Cause you never know. Nothing online seems to be right anymore. If you go to a store with hours and what's open and everything. Yeah. We, you really just kind of have to wing it with how everything's going right now. Yeah. And even getting up there, who knows if they were doing like the uh, like 50% seating or something. And we got there and we were like, okay, well, it's going to be a two hour wait. And we're like, God damn. That's hypothetical. It was not a two hour wait. No, we got right in. Um, We were, uh, we walked or when we first pulled up, we walked around, took a few pictures of the outside. Then we went in and the waitress was extremely nice. It seemed like she was going to let us even just walk around and take pictures on the inside without ordering yeah. anything i guess they get that a lot because like you guys can come in she goes oh are you eating like i guess that's a normal thing people just want to see it which um yeah i mean it seems like everyone in the town was very accommodating like i said with that and especially her she was real nice um we, we were real cool. nice to her like asking permission if we could take pictures on the inside and whatnot and they were like of course you know people do it all the time well yeah i didn't want to be a dick and just start taking pictures of everything if they didn't want us to but no, it seemed like that was honestly probably their shtick to stay open, you know, is the business they get from that. And we look like the two biggest tourists possible for this, by the way. I was going to say, you went in um, a Friday the 13th t-shirt. Of course. I went in my Texas Chainsaw t-shirt because my Friday shirt was dirty. Yeah, so they, they everyone instantly had us pegged. They're like, oh, them. Especially, like, I could imagine the uh, when, like, we went downtown to, like, the raised walkway and, like, the arches and whatnot, the people in the businesses just watching us run back and forth, they're like, oh, there's more here now today. <laughs> they're here on a Tuesday, that's weird. Like, oh, look at these, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they don't have anything else to do, they don't have jobs or anything, like, why are yeah. they out here? <laughs> but yeah, the burger was really great, I just got the regular one, and uh, what, what burger did you get? I got the Slasher Burger. Which, in my defense, I didn't just order because it was called the Slasher Burger. I'm a sucker for burgers with fried eggs on them, and so I was going to get that anyway. I say that looked really good. There was, I think, two menu items that had, um, like, kind of Jason tie-ins. There was a Slasher Burger, then what was there, Jason Fries? Uh, it was something like Jason Cut Fries or something. Something like, like that. Machete Cut Fries, I don't know, something like that. I do think it would have been funny, like um, like you had mentioned while we were there, if the uh, burgers were cut into the shape of hockey masks, like in part, uh, when like Jason goes to hell. 
Yeah. When they're doing the two for one deal. And then also in Jason Goes to Hell, it's the uh, Jason Fingers is what they call the French fries. Yeah. Even that town wants to distance themselves from Jason Goes from to Jason Hell. From Jason Goes to Hell, yeah. Which I had a complete like brain fart there. I was like, for some reason, I thought that the waitress from the first Friday the 13th was the same waitress that was in Jason Goes to Hell. There's no way, because I think she looks younger even in Jason Goes to Hell. And she really does, and I don't know why I believe that for so long. I think I've read it online somewhere, or someone might have just even asked the question online of, is it the same person? And for some reason in my brain, it went, that's the same person. <laughs> well, they both are your stereotypical diner waitress. Like, don't take no shit. We have to deal with drunk people all the time, you know. Yeah. So, like, but, maybe that's it. But that was, um, it was a really, it was like a really still, um, throwback diner. It looks like it was still out of the fifties, that kind of style of diner yeah. where it had like the metal outside it, the entire place on the inside was all mirrors. Yeah. Now the outside looks 1000% spot on straight from the movie. Not one difference. The inside though, looks fairly different. Um, you mentioned that the seat he sat on is gone, but even more than that, the bar seating area, not like bar alcohol, but that style seating, is on the opposite side than it was in the movie. Like, they redid it. Yeah, it looks like they really remodeled um, the inside. The only thing missing on the outside is on top on the roof, there used to be a diner sign, light-up sign on the roof as well. Not just on the side of the wall. Yeah. But that's the only, I think that and like the color is one of the only things I could see from the outside that was different at all. Uh, okay. Are you sure it was on the roof or is it because it was raining and that's on like slightly above the rest of it that looked like that? No, yeah, it's on the roof. Uh, um, okay. I even was reading, so when I we were preparing to uh, go, I was kind of reading up on everything and one of the uh, filming location websites that I like to go to... Um, that's one of the things that they mentioned is one of the only differences is that the sign basically got moved from the roof to the wall. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, so the diner was our first up stop on it. You know, it's standard. We ate, took pictures. They, and like Brett said, they lean into it. They sell, uh, Blairstown diner shirts that have the hockey mask on the back. Yeah. Which I really enjoy that they're even like, yeah, that they embrace it to that point of, they know why you're there, pro you know. Which I'm kicking myself for not getting one, because if I knew the other shops we were going to would be closed, I would have bought one. Yeah, I know. I, did. I thought that there would at least be one, like, even, like, a corner store that would, like, be open and selling, like, even just little knickknacks. But Well, and they definitely are, but they just happened to be closed when we were there. Yeah, like, for some reason, it completely shuts down on Monday and Tuesdays. Like, the toy store was closed that we wanted to go to, um... The uh, restaurant that Annie walks into in the movie to get the ride from the uh, trucker in that big red truck, it was closed, which I was so sad about because we saw those signs. They they were like hand-painted, like Crystal Lake and Camp Blood, like arrow signs. And I wanted and you're, one you're so all bad. doomed and stuff like that. Yeah, those were so cool. Like, I really, like, next, I definitely want to go back and do the camp tour. If they had the prices listed on them, I just would have dropped the cash, like, slid it under the door with a note. Yeah, just be like, okay, it says it's $10. Here's 15 since I just kind of took it. But, <laughs> yeah, I was really upset that that place was closed. I mean, not really upset, but I was kind of like, goddamn, you know, because those signs were really cool. 
Yeah, and that toy store, which sold, like, a ton of cool toys. Like, other stuff I'm into, too. Like, they had a lot of Star Wars stuff and everything. But they had a ton of uh, Friday stuff in there. Yeah, that, it definitely looked like it was, um, there's, peering through the windows like a creeper. It was definitely some great stuff in there. Yeah. Now, also, how you can tell that we are tourists and not locals and don't know the way around is we could have had this whole thing knocked out in, like, an hour, but we drove back and forth to all the locations, not realizing the... Because the cemetery, which we'll get to later, we could have walked to in five minutes. Yeah, when we parked um, outside the store, what which was the restaurant that Andy walked in to get the ride, if we had walked five minutes up the road, we would have been right to the cemetery. But we went from, what, the diner? Then we went to the store... And then we walked over to the... Uh, and we went to the bridge and arches and stuff. Yeah, we went to the bridge and the arches and stuff, which, that's another good story. Um, walking up, we're like, okay, here's the bridge, and we were trying to like get good pictures of it. And Greg's like, well, let's ask one of these locals if they can take a picture of us. And I'm like... There's I two kids maybe 10 years old, I'd say. I'm like, well, one of the kids was on a bike and looked very menacing and scary. He's a he's a kid with a bike. It's still like, oh god, that's a big kid. <laughs> You're almost thirty. I know, but he's scary. Look how like you know. <laughs> I see a kid on the bike. I think he's carrying ET, and they're about to fly away. <laughs> yeah, there's a kid on the bike, and then there's a kid fishing, and I'm like, I don't want to bother anyone. Greg's like, no, he looks fine, you know. And Greg walks up to him and asks him. Yeah, I'm like, do you mind taking a picture? And this kid goes, huh? And looks up and is holding like a like a crocodile Dundee knife. Hey, he's in holding his hand. A, this ain't that ain't a knife. This is a knife. Knife. This is a knife. And I'm like, oh. But he, was, he took a picture and everything. I'm like, oh yeah, he's fishing. It's for gutting. But I'm like, of course, like the kid in the Friday Thirteenth Town has a giant ass knife on him. And he seemed completely perplexed why he we. Like, two grown men were asking him to take a picture of them together on a bridge. Yeah. I imagine they have to know. Because they had the museum and everything right there. Yeah, you would imagine that. I mean, there has to be, of course, some people in the town that have no idea. But you would have to think most of them know. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, he took it. He was a nice kid. Okay, thanks. Um <laughs> Then now, we um, saw the archways that you see Annie walk through. I was going to say, the bridge looks different now. It's been, I think it's, uh, that one looks like it's been remodeled a little bit. Yeah, it's not, um, I don't, I'm not an architect, I don't know what to say, but like where you can see through it, like the little pillars on the walk, the handrail-ish part. Yeah, those the aren't slats there. or whatever. It's solid that. now. Yeah, it's just all solid now. The uh, slats aren't there anymore. You know what's funny? Um, The one building in the in the movie is demolished but the one next to it is still there so now there's a little gap and a new building has popped up not in the same spot but about halfway into the old spot when i was looking yeah and that there was a hair salon called a new beginning which i thought was genius it's like they have to know what they were doing there yeah i'm i'm 90 sure they knew what was going on there's no way then the um yeah then the arch archways are right beside the bridge which the only thing I could see... In the I mean, you could almost touch both of them at the same time. They yeah, right you there. really could. If you were, yeah, if you were, like, had a long enough wingspan, you definitely could. Yeah, it's just movie magic that they look so far away. Well, that's another great thing of, like, okay, so in the one scene, you see Annie walking across the bridge, and she walks through the archways. In a, uh, 
in the first scene that you see her walking into town, you see her walking down that ramp, um, that like elevated ramp sidewalk, which if you were walking, uh, the direction that they both, that she was, how do I want to say this? If you were walking the correct direction, you would be going over the bridge through the arches and up the ramp, where instead she went over the bridge through the arches and then later came down the ramp. Yeah, it's complete movie magic. That's another thing, like, with the uh, cemetery, where they have, um, whenever she gets the ride from the trucker in the big red truck, she's coming from the right side of the cemetery and then gets dropped off at that road. Well... The diner is actually on the left side, so he, if it was real, it would have been coming from the left side and gotten dropped off that way. And been in a minute and 20 second ride at the max. Yeah, he would have been like, are you fucking kidding me? It's right there. Like, what's wrong with this woman? Yeah, it's no 20 miles away. Well, you know what? In the movie, they took the route like we did, apparently. Yeah, they completely went, like, as long as, uh, we made it as long as it possibly could be. Yeah. Of crisscrossing ourselves back and forth. We've passed this small, tiny little Ace Hardware store like five times. Oh, I said I passed it again. I'm about to burn it down, so I have to see it one more time. <laughs> yeah, we went to the... Which, the only thing with the archways that I could see that's any different is that there's some bricks on each entranceway. It looks like they did it, which actually it looks better. But like That's the, the one that looks the most spot on from the movie was the archway. Yeah, the stucco... Um, like plaster type stuff that you see when she walks through them is exactly the same. Yeah, except a bunch of hooligans have been stealing parts of it. You can see. Now, how dare they? I know. Nobody on this show would do such a thing. Oh, God, no. Jesus no, Christ. Never. Um, <laughs> also, at this area, not in the movie, but worth noting, is the little Friday the 13th Museum. Yeah, which really looked cool, and I really wish it was open, but due to all the stuff going on right now, it's closed for the foreseeable future. Um, which I'm guessing, I know that they're going to be doing a Crystal Lake tour at Camp Noby Bosco up there, I think, on the, uh, it's in like one or two weeks. I think they do it any Friday the 13th, they do it, as long as the Boy Scout camp isn't on. Yeah, I know they're doing one in October, then I think they're doing another one, because there's a Friday the 13th in November. Yeah, they might be doing like a Hall Halloween one in Yeah, October. they are. Okay. Which my one friend Casey, um, did that uh, actually won tickets to uh well she won the right to buy tickets basically back when it was the lottery system yeah well i don't know if it's still the lottery system or not where basically you put your name in and if you win you win the right to pay them money to go to the camp <laughs> yeah a lot of things do that though i know some concerts and like huge things would like um i think new york comic-con i mean there's ways around it but does a lottery system now or san diego does which is probably a better way to do it, so not everyone scalps it yeah. like, within the first five minutes and then sells them for ridiculous amounts online. I think if you get selected, you can still buy a bunch of them. I think it's like up to 12 or something, but still, it's a little better then. Which, at some point, I definitely do want to go back and do the camp tour, because what she was telling me about it, it's really amazing. Like All that you get to do, like people that were in the movie show up and like do sign autographs and take pictures they're like in their uh like screen um like matching screen outfits and whatnot like the oh, cop cool. dresses like a cop and 
Um, we should also bring up because we noticed we didn't. It didn't even click right away. But Friday the Thirteenth, the original. Who's the killer? Pamela Voorhees. Who didn't we see one thing about? Not a single mention of Pamela Voorhees. Not a sweater. Not no, the, a no, light. The museum probably had stuff, but like in all the street signs and things like on the diner, they had a please wear a mask like Jason thing, uh, things like that. Nothing about Pamela anywhere. No, Pamela is completely forgotten in 99% of the town. Like you said, the museum, I bet you there's stuff in there. But even when I look through the window, the first thing I saw was a Jason from part six. Which you can't blame because who's the star of the franchise? It's Jason. But it's funny, like. The only one filmed here was the Pamela one. Yeah, the only one filmed there is the Pamela one, and there's really no mention. You would think there would at least be like a street sign or Yeah. Yeah, but that was um yeah, that was something that you pointed out while we were there, and I was like, Yeah, that really that is true. Like, yeah, they're not embracing the Pamela side of it. No, not too which, much. She's a great killer, which that's something with like Jason and whatnot in these Friday the 13th movies is Jason is ultimately the victim the entire time. And so is his mom. Oh, hold up, hold up. Not the entire time. Look, you get a few kills and okay, I gotcha. He went a little over then. Well, I mean, you know, and that was all explained away and Jason goes to hell, you know, it's the Necronomicon. It's not Jason's fault. He's a deadite. Barely explained. (laughs) Easter egged more than explained. It's all there. He's a deadite. Oh, speaking of Necronomicon, as of today recording, tomorrow it'll be a day later, uh, it's the 39th anniversary of Evil Dead. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a... Uh... Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that tonight then. I always love to watch whenever it's like the movie's anniversary date, or if there's yeah. like a date in the movie, I love to watch the movie on that date. So, 39 years ago, there was no groovy ash or anything. I don't want to live in that world. Well, luckily, we we never did. No, thank God. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, from there, was the last we were talking about the archways. Um, we the also museum went, Pamela. Yeah, yeah. The we went checked out the museum real quick, kind of walked by and took a few pictures. Uh, oh, there, the rampway. We, um, the red building is blue now, very blue. Yes, I, it's a music venue now, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's like a music venue slash like theater that I know that like whenever they do the tours and whatnot, they will show the movie there on that screen that'd be pretty cool but also if i was doing the tour i'm like i've seen this movie a thousand times i'm going to see more stuff oh no i would be well what i would want to do is whenever they do the tour they also show the movie lakeside beside camp Noby bosco um i believe it's called what sand lake uh sand pond sand pond but yeah no that would be yeah, cool but like you were right as far as just sitting in a theater i'll be like ah, i've done this before yeah, sitting in the theater, and it, I mean, nothing against it, but it kind of looked kind of small and whatnot. And it, yeah, and like, I'm sure it would be fun, outside, too, like, seeing it with that kind of crowd would be fun. Like, but if I'm seeing all that other stuff there, and that's all there, I probably want to see all that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, the red building is now blue. Um, It was great to be able to, like, because you got a couple videos of me just walking like Annie does through the town, and I could not have been happier. I know, that was that was probably my highlight, honestly, was that little section there. Liz, um, seeing the pictures of it, she just starts shaking her head. She's just like, okay. <laughs> you drove there to look at some buildings and a bridge. 
yeah, you could definitely tell it was um not a one hundred percent understanding why, but it's like, well, go have fun. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, where do we hit next to the cemetery, right? Yeah. Uh, after that, we hit the cemetery, which um. Real quick, I want to say on my uh, on the show's Twitter account at Throbbing Horror, we went live twice in the town. Uh, we went live by the archways and then by the cemetery. So if you kind of want to see a quick like two or three minute clip, check out the Twitter page and they're on there. You have a bunch of pictures up too, don't you? Oh yeah, I um I kind of uh, took your cue and did the side by side um clip from the film and then the real picture side by side. It's cool seeing the comparison like that. Yeah. I really like that idea. So I completely stole it from you and put it on my show's Twitter. (laughs) I expect my check in the mail, please. Okay. I'll send you uh, about, I don't know. There might be a quarter somewhere around here. I'll take it. (laughs) Um, But next we went back needlessly. Cause like I said, we could have walked there in a minute, but we did not know. And went back to the cemetery, which is right by the store again. Yeah, and I, for some reason, I guess it's also just because that's how the movie kind of lays it out. I thought that the cemetery was on the way to Crystal Lake. Well, it, it is on the way to Crystal Lake, but it's not on the way to Camp Noby Bosco. Right, Camp Noby Bosco. I keep wanting to do that. Um, but yet, it's, uh, it looks basically the same now. The only thing that I can see that was different is in the movie, there's no gate over the... Like, there's the archway, and there was no gate in between the archway, but there was a gate surrounding it. Well, they, yeah, it's not like, not like the whole cemetery is gated off, just the entry. Just the entry, yeah. Well, now there's just a gate in the archway, but all the other fencing is gone. Yeah. But that's really the only difference there, it seems. Um, the other piece, like the main archway piece, looks original still. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, if um, it still looks in really great shape too. But that is, yeah, the archway itself is still the same from the movie. Yeah, um, more gravestones in it, and oddly, like the bushes seem to be the same. <laughs> like they obviously keep up with them, but same placement. Yeah, which I don't know. Like Liz thinks it's kind of morbid whenever I brought it up, but like if I want to be, whenever I'm buried, I either want to be buried in Evan City Cemetery where. Night of the Living Dead was filmed. Yeah. Or like that cemetery or like a cemetery from a movie. I thought that I think that would be just so cool. Yeah, that'd be neat. But I, w- I could see the Evan City one more than the one in Jersey. But even then, it's I'm not actually going to do it. But uh, I'm not I off topic. I told and I'm like, when I die, just cremate me and literally don't spend a penny more than is required because I don't care. Yeah. At that point, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, there's not much to say about the cemetery other than that. It's, no, it's it still there. Um, oh, the property right across the street is for sale if you want to live right there. Which that would not be too... I mean, I think that would be cool for probably a, a couple years to live in one of these type of towns. But yeah, like, if you're going to live in a small town anyway, might as well make it a cool one like that. And Mom always said, because I remember like growing up and being obsessed with like Clerks and the Kevin Smith View Askew universe. Um... I was like, oh my God, I would love to live in Red Bank, New Jersey and go to the quick stop every day. She's like, you would get bored with it pretty quickly. I don't know if I would. I'm betting you would. I mean, it would take a long time for it. And I could see where like that, like the butterflies in your stomach when you like walk up to it, that would be gone. But I feel like I would still make the trek out there to like buy milk. 
Well, like I said, I live right by the place where Slapshot was filmed, and it's cool for a little bit, but then when you start driving past it, you don't think Slapshot. You just think, oh, there's the hockey arena. Yes, I think, was it on our trip uh, to Red Bank, New Jersey for the Quick Stop Tour, um, we drove by the Slapshot Arena, and I about half, like, went all, like, giddy about it because I love slap shots so much and I'm like turned around in my seat taking pictures and you're just sitting there looking at me <laughs> no I knew what it was I'm used to it. I'm like yeah I just see it all the time it was that same thing like when we were leaving Red Bank and in the distance I saw a highway and I'm not exaggerating when this highway had 40 lanes and I'm like, holy shit, look at that. No, like, you are exaggerating a little bit. I don't think it was 40 lanes. But it was like, it was close. There was a lot of lanes. There, there was an insane amount of lanes on it. And I was like, holy shit, look at that. And I pointed in the distance. And Greg's like, yeah, that's where we're going. And I'm like, really? And like the entire time while we were on that highway, I was like a dog in a car, just completely excited. Like I couldn't stop turning my head. Then I saw like the outline of New York City. And I'm like, holy shit, look at that. <laughs> I, for context, anyone doesn't know, I used to do the band thing a lot. So I, I'm usually the designated driver on all these trips because I can do it. I'm used to driving forever without sleeping. Yeah. And thank you for uh, driving me around. Uh, I don't mind. I, like I said, once that idea popped into my head, like, oh, we should do it. I bet Brett would be down. If you weren't down, I'm going myself. So I'm glad you were down. Well, when you sent that message, I think I replied in about 30 seconds. I'm like 100% yes. Yeah. Also, just the drive down, I realize this is kind of off topic, but kind of on topic. You told me the greatest story I've ever heard, and I believe everyone on the podcast needs to hear it. Oh, okay, yeah, um, uh, fuck, uh. So it, it is on brand with Jason and Friday the 13th. Yeah, when, I've been a Friday the 13th fan with, I can't remember exactly, but I believe I was about eight years old. Because that's when Jason X came out, and I remember seeing that in theaters. So I was okay. at least eight years old when I started becoming a fan of the series. So at that point, you know, you're eight, nine, ten years old. You're still, like, coloring with crayons. You're still, you know, coloring pictures all the time. Well, what I would do is I would draw Jason constantly in crayon, killing people. So, like, my red crayons, I went through like crazy. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I I guess I was googling um Kane Hodder's address. Who Kane Hodder played Jason th uh, from part seven through part ten, and from the very beginning, he's been my favorite Jason. So I think I found, most people, most people, I think, agree with that. Yeah, he's the most recognizable as the character. I would say. Um, so I'm trying to find his address because i want an autograph from him well i find a person that's named kane hodder and i find his address on google so i draw in crayon a picture of jason standing in front of crystal lake holding a decapitated head with a dead body laying there all kinds of blood all over the place but done in like an eight-year-old's drawing style so it's kind of crude and whatnot and i ask will you please sign this and sent it to Kane Hodder. Never got a response. Now, what I'm dying laughing when he first told me this story is I'm just imagining some old man goes up to his mailbox like, oh, a child sent me 
clearly a letter must be a grandson or something opens it up and it's a crayon drawing of jason Voorhees. if this man knows who jason is but at least knows it's a man in a hockey mask holding a decapitated bloody head and then will you sign this like it's some thinly veiled threat like i'm coming to kill you old man sign this or else (laughs) but it took me years it's like one of those things of like you look back years later and you're like I just sent a random person a drawing of a decapitated head and crayon. It's fucking but, amazing. I hope they still have it. Because I would never throw that away if I got it. One, it'd probably be in police evidence. But if it wasn't, I would still have it. Oh, 100%. That would be, that would be a story I would tell forever. Yes. But I remember waiting about a year. I would go out to the mailbox every single day, hoping maybe he's sent it back. And it yes. never happened. Another side story with that as well, where I always loved to draw Jason when I was little. My mom's favorite holiday is Christmas. So yeah. I'm probably, you know, about the same age, eight, nine, ten, eight, nine, or ten. Um, and my mom's birthday was coming up. So I made this card where it was like there's a hole cut out in the cover. So it looks like it just says happy birthday, mom and crayon. And it looks like there's Santa's head because that's her favorite holiday. You open the card. You see that Santa's head is decapitated. Jason is holding it. And there's all kinds of blood dripping down out of the head. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> and my mom saved this card. I'll have to see if I can um, find it again because she still has it. I'll have to take a picture and put it up on the show's Twitter account. But. I was like, I can't believe that you didn't worry. Yeah, that'd be... I don't know why. Maybe should have been a little worried at that time. You turned out good, though, but that would be cause for concern. Oh, yeah, I turned out fine, but she always said that, like... Oh, I just looked at it as you were being creative, and whenever we first... You know, whenever you first started watching these movies, we sat you down and said, you know, these are only movies, right? And you were like, yeah. And that was about the conversation we had about it. Yeah, that's that's wild though. I'm I can't get over the Kane Hodder man getting that that I almost said email that letter. I know. I wish like because of course there's no way to get a picture of that drawing because it's been gone for close to twenty years. But I would love to have seen like I'll have to ask mom if I have any if she still has any of my other Jason drawings and if there oh. are I'll have to throw them up on the Twitter. Yeah, put those up. Um, so now we get our main event, the big finale of this trip. Yeah, the, really the one of the, yeah, the town is great, and I really loved seeing the town filming locations, but the big thing is seeing the lake. Yes. Or, so, (laughs) or close enough to it. Yeah. (laughs) So, getting outside the gate of the lake, and taking pictures, and then... There's posted signs all over this. You can definitely tell there's like on that front gate, there was like four or five signs saying posted private property. Yeah, like no visitors, like things like that. Because yeah, it's no, obviously a hot spot for people to come visit. Yeah, it's like no visitors without appointments, all that kind of stuff. So we ran yeah, around. I should and- say that it is in the middle of nowhere. You really got to go down some back roads and wooded. Like it's hard to find. Yeah, if you're going back these roads, the only reason you're going back there is for this camp. There's either not to even hunt like, or to go to the camp. 
Yeah, it's not even like the um end of the road. It's like because I thought that the camp was actually just on a regular road. No, the road cul-de-sacs like a quarter mile down the road from the camp. Yeah. So there's no other reason to ever go down that road unless you're either, I guess, A, hunting or B, checking out the camp. Yeah. So there's no real sneaking around at all. No, if someone sees you back there, which you are allowed, there's technically no law against going to where we parked and seeing the entrance. But if they see the empty cars there, they're going to know what's up. Yeah, but on the flip side of that, no one's going back there. Yeah, no one's going back there. But if someone does go back there and see your empty car sitting outside the private property gate, they know what you're doing. Yeah. But we did get some really great pictures outside of the gate. I brought my um Camp Crystal Lake sign with me. That's It's not uh, life-size to the movie, but it's a pretty decent size. It's like two and a half feet by two and a half. Yeah, it's, it's a large sign, yeah. Which uh, I got from Spirit Halloween, which if you're a Friday the 13th fan, definitely check out Spirit Halloween. They have a great section. I'm almost relieved they didn't have any of the life-sized things this year. At least mine didn't, because then I didn't buy them. Oh, the animatronics? Yeah. There's the one animatronic. I forget what it's called, but it's called like the Butcher or something. But oh, no, they had like those, but I mean like the licensed ones. Like no Michael Myers, no Jason ones or anything like that. Oh, yeah, that's... um. Yeah, there was no real light. Like, at ours, there's Sam from Trick or Treat, but that's the only one that they I, have. I think we had a Chucky. That was about it. Okay. Because I know when my mom got, my mom and dad got the uh, life-size Michael Myers animatronic, they had to order it off of Spirit's website. Because they're like, this is probably no way that um this is going to be in stock, or if it is in stock, it's going to be sold out immediately. Yeah, and it's just hard to move something that big, like to customers, and then have to pack it back up and send it. So yeah, but, but um, you took that cool sign, and we got some pictures of the sign and like the actual camp sign, and allegedly, perhaps we were thinking about going back there. Yeah, this I mean, is all allegedly, but as we said, it's posted, so we would never, of course, think that. But there was also a truck parked on the other side of the road this basically one lane road, no one was in it. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, bro, what's up with this truck? And we don't know. We said, well, maybe someone else snuck in. And then we noticed, and I'm not stereotyping, but the very camo inside, I'm like, oh, they're hunting. Yeah, there's, they're hunting, which means there's a man with a gun somewhere in these woods. Who probably knows the owners of this camp since he's right here. Yeah, either he's hunting on the camp uh, ground which means he knows the owners most likely or he's hunting on the other side but he's still watching us through a scope yeah and i said like we don't know if he can see us right now yeah and we have no idea where he is so even if we were considering crossing that gate and going in a bit that would have put a stop to that 100 percent. and he who even knows if sometimes they might just park a truck outside the gate to deter that that would be bad if you have a truck that's not running just to put it there. Yeah. i treat that. That'd be really smart on them. Yeah. It's funny because I was at the gate and you're like, I have to pee. So you went into the woods on the other side and you said, I'll be right back. And it didn't occur to me until I'm standing there at the gate myself. I'm like, we are 1000% like the prime slasher targets right now. We're in the exact wrong area to utter the words, I'll be right back. Yeah, we're in the woods in a place we're not supposed to be, really. I'm, I'm standing there looking at it, 
again, allegedly considering do we go over and you go into the woods to pee, say, I'll be right back. I'm like, one of us is getting stabbed right now, and then the other is going to find the other one and getting stabbed. But if I ever were to be murdered, what a better place. I would be sitting there being stabbed, being like, you know what, like, ow, 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 but this is fitting. I mean, I don't want to be anywhere, but I guess so. Yeah, if it had to happen, there could be worse places for it to happen. You know could you're going to make national news. theatrical with it and dress up in the mask and everything. Which I did um as a, like a little side note. You sent me that music video this morning. That was fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, no joke. Right when we got to our first stop of the trip, the diner. For those who don't know, the band the Menzingers have a song called "I Don't Want to Be an Asshole Anymore," and the music video is all Jason trying to be a good person. And so it was just kind of funny that Shuffle picked that right when we pulled into town. But um, I sent Brett that music video this morning, and he saw it. If it, it's worth a watch, it's fun. The song's good too, but like the music video is hilarious. Yeah, the song's pretty good, but the music video is really great. Like, I love he's writing on his whiteboard. He's trying to, like, keep himself positive. He's like, think happy thoughts. Be a nice yeah. person. And then it's not going so well for him. So at one point, he he starts writing Kill Again. But he's like, no, no, no. And he, he like, scratches it out. And <laughs> it, it was really funny. Yeah, I, I forgot. Because I told you I'd send it to you when I got home. I forgot until this morning I sent it over to you. I just, and also, like, uh, to go back, um to being outside Camp Novi Bosco. It's so funny. We're sitting there allegedly trying to psych each other up. To consider it. To, to consider walking into the woods. <laughs> yeah, it did not, did not happen. No, but I'm I, actually really relieved that we didn't do it because I would have been so, because the camp is like a mile off the road. That's when we realize we're like, it's not like we just walk over this hill and we see it. It's you got to go in. Yeah, it's not just right there. You have to make a trek. And the entire time I would have been shaking so bad knowing that we were on private property and doing the thing you're not supposed to do. And I also don't want to be those asshole tourist people of, well, I don't care. I'm not from this town. I'm just going to do whatever, you know. So I yeah, I really, guess we made the right choice, but I don't like that we did. We made we made the noble, correct choice, but that doesn't mean that was the fun choice. <laughs> yes. Now I did say, well, let's drive back this road a little bit to see if we can at least see the lake. And the road ended maybe two minutes after that point. It's dead end. And but we did see something. Yes, I have this pulled up right now. That as soon as, um. We started the show. I had this pulled up so I would not forget it. Okay, so Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. The best. Opens opens with a yacht on Crystal Lake. And that's definitely a yacht. It's not a boat. That's a big boat. So Jason does his thing and kills the people uh, that were on the boat in part eight. Yeah, like Jason does. And then it cuts to the cruise ship, quote-unquote weird cargo ship slash cruise ship that they use to go to New York. And you see that boat floating beside the cruise ship. And then Jason pops up and climbs on the big cruise ship, and that's where they take off to New York, and Jason takes a boat. Yeah. But, so we were on our way. I kind of had Google Maps pulled up so we could see exactly where we were going. And I see a body of waters that says Jacksonburg Creek. 
and I made the comment to you of, oh, this must be the creek that Jason floated his boat down. Yes. Then we get to the creek, and it is one hundred. It's a puddle. I've dumped out water bottles that have left more of a trail of water. It barely. It's a barely trickling creek that goes under a bridge that I don't think you could stand up and walk under. Let alone if you would walk over, it would not come over your shoes. No. Which I even did some further research into this, being like, okay, is there other bodies of water that are listed? like coming off of or going into the lake. The only body of water going in or out of Sand Pond slash Crystal Lake is Jacksonburg Creek. The <laughs> creek that you could jump over. A creek that is not big enough to have fish inside of it. I, I saw that. I just started, I didn't even defend myself. I started dying laughing. I, I was laughing for a solid minute because I knew what you were thinking. I was because I was like, look, 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 and you're just dying. You're behind the wheel. And it's like, you're like, I stopped. Laughing. I stopped driving for a minute. We just parked on the bridge and just sat there for about close to five minutes, just fucking laughing and making fun of this is where the fucking yacht came down. In, in that movie's defense, Sand Pond is not Crystal Lake. It's where they filmed Crystal Lake. The, yeah, but... the actual Crystal Lake could have a river coming out of it. That is a real Crystal Lake. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the Crystal Lake in-universe. Oh, could... okay. So, yes, the filming location of the real Crystal Lake does not, but in the movie, they may. Now, I did, I posted this picture. I made uh, a post about it, which you can see on the uh, Throbbing Horror uh, Twitter account. And it was like, so this is the quote-unquote river Jason traveled down in a yacht to get to the ocean and Jason takes Manhattan. And I posted that in one of my Friday the 13th um, fan groups that I'm on on Facebook. Yeah. And my favorite comment, someone commented me back. It just said climate change is real. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm trying to find that picture on your Twitter real quick. Oh, it's kind of sad. Yeah. Oh, it's so like I want to get that framed. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna print out this tweet that I made and put it on my wall, and I just I gotta... want, like almost business cards to hand out anytime anyone brings up Friday Eight and tries to defend it in whatsoever manner. I can just be like, not say a word, just here you go. Yep. Um, the first comment that someone made on the uh, um post that i made in the one friday the 13th fan group he just goes wow we all know this is fiction right with like four laughy faces and then everyone commenting back was just like are you being fucking serious yeah we know that but we're fucking poking fun yeah some people take it too serious i will say i think you're a psychopath because i saw the screenshot you showed me too as as well as seeing the tweet on my timeline yeah why are you using twitter in dark mode i'm not I know it's 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 disturbing to me. I don't. Liz has her phone on dark mode. I don't know how to do it, and I don't know the reason. Oh, it's so nice. It's it's much more relaxing on the eyes. Oh no, I might have to do it because I do like darker rooms, or you know, I like the dark. Yeah, more and then you just have like the flash from Raiders of the Lost Ark shining in your face and melting it off. Yeah, I mean, Ark of the Covenant. Never mind. Still, point still stands. 
Um, so yeah, that was our trip. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really great. I've really, um, it was a, one of those things that I've been wanting to do since I was little and I definitely driving up to, I didn't really get it in the diner or in the town, but driving up to the lake and seeing the Camp Novi Bosco sign and seeing that this is where it was filmed, I definitely got those filming location butterflies in my stomach. Yeah, it's always fun to see that stuff. So what else happened that day? Well, yeah, the ride back wasn't too bad. We did stop at a truck stop, which had one of the best t-shirts I've ever seen. The best t-shirt combination. It was trucker shirt heaven. Oh, it was so great. The one shirt, basically, the gist of it was without truckers, you'd be wiping your ass with your own hand. One, I get what they're saying. Truckers make the economy go round. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're very important, of course. But, no, that is untrue. There are still other things I would use if I didn't have toilet paper. You know, when COVID happened and there was a giant toilet paper shortage, I fortunately was not one of those people, but grab a newspaper or a big leaf outside or something. Come on now. Find an old sock. And at the very worst, jump in the shower. Exactly. There's a giant bidet in your house. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, I just thought that shirt was so funny. I almost wanted to buy it, but I'm not going to spend $20 on a joke shirt. And you work at a trucking place, too. That'd be perfect. Yeah, that would really be great. Yeah, when I went back, I was like, this is a fucking shirt that I saw, and it was fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. What else came out that night, though? So it was really perfect that we did this on the date that we did, because later that night, at 9 o'clock at night, which I got home at 10, um was Never Hike in the Snow, the sequel to Never Hike Alone came out on YouTube. Um, What do you think of it? I have to say, Womp Stomp, thank you so much. I want to do this forever. If there's ever another official Friday the 13th movie, put Womp Stomp in charge of it. What they have done with these two fan films, and I want to even just say quote-unquote fan films, because I honestly like Never Hike Alone and Never Hike in the Snow better than probably about three of the official movies. I can see that for sure. I, if they were longer, 100%. That's the only thing going against them. But still, they're freaking amazing. Um, and it's it's not a rando like playing Jason either. Or Tommy Jarvis, for that matter. But um, Jason is the same Jason who played him in Freddy vs. Jason. Right. And then, yeah, Tom Matthews comes back to play Tommy Jarvis. Um, Also, um, I'm going to completely butcher his name, and I'm sorry because I really like your character. But Vincent Guastafero? I don't know. Sheriff Rick. He's the sheriff, the, uh, like, white-haired guy. Yeah. He is, do you remember in part six, the guy with the laser scope that says, yabang? Yeah. Same actor. Oh, no shit. Like the one yeah. who they lock in the prison cell then? Yeah. Okay. Which That's was awesome. really, which was so much fun to see, like, in Never Hike in the Snow, Tommy and Rick's uh, back and forth with that. Because it was a complete, like, it. you got transport, transported right back to part six and them giving each other shit back and forth in the jail. Yeah, that's awesome. There's Because there's real history behind them then. And it makes sense. Like, how they set up the story is... Like, Tommy Jarvis is basically, like, a paramedic now. Yeah. And has still been tracking Jason all these years. Yes. 
which the timeline for this, I would almost put it as Friday the 13th part six was the last movie. And then we get these is how they kind of have it. You can still fit seven in there. You could still have new blood with this. Yeah. Um, the only reason I say that it kind of stops at part six is because they haven't ever mentioned really anything that's happened after. I guess so. That's the only reason. And it could easily fit in, and I'm not sure if that's what they were really going for. But um, that's always just kind of how it felt to me. Yeah. But opening up, there's a... And this is finally the first Friday movie set in snow. Yeah, it's such a weird thing that we've never seen that yet because it snows. I mean, like I said, we're not sure if Crystal Lake, it's been debated. You think it does. I say I'm not so sure if they ever really give it a state. But real Crystal Lake's in, well, for part one is in Jersey. Then they also film what in Georgia, Connecticut, and all over the place. Um, but still, it's on the coast. It snows. Right. Except for, like, Florida. but So, obviously, this place isn't in the deep south. It's going to snow there once in a while. It's crazy that we've never seen it yet. Well, I saw the one YouTube comment on the Never Hike in the Snow video, and they, I don't want to take credit for this, but it was a complete, it was a 100% right comment, where it was, we got Jason and Smate, fuck, we got Jason in space before we got Jason in the snow, which is completely bonkers. (laughs) climate change is real it's easier to get to space yeah really um um, yeah i mean oh sorry no go i remember uh i think we talked about this a couple episodes ago and i said the number one thing i want to see is blood splatter in snow and we did within 30 seconds or not within 30 seconds but within a couple minutes there's fucking blood splatter and fucking snow. And I was just like, fuck yes. <laughs> Are you a big 30 days of night fan? I've never seen it. Oh, really? I thought you'd like that. No, I'm very weird with the movies that I watch. Like I like certain vampire movies. Other ones I don't. And it's one of the, I'll, weird, uh, 30 I'll days of night. oh, sorry. What? I'll say eventually I will see it, but. That's oh, not no. one of my favorites. I'm not saying like rush to see it or anything, but like it's weird because the vampires behave very much more like zombies at times in that movie. It's strange. And the gore, like I've seen pictures of it, of course, and like clips and the gore looks really good in them. Oh yeah. And that's what made me think of it. Cause there's lots of blood splatter in the snow in that movie. But um, yeah, basically like it opens up. Uh, there is a, he looks like teenager in a, and he actually looks like a teenager. He's not a 30-year-old playing a teenager. Yeah, he looks like a teen. Um, running through the snow in this yellow jacket. And he's like, it's a bunch of quick clips of him, like, running this way, running that way. And then he's trying to find his car because he's making his car, like, beep or go off. Yeah. And he stops for a minute. And it's a fucking such an amazing shot of... In the background, there's a big tree, and you see Jason just kind of step out from it, and he's not in focus whatsoever. And he turns around, the kid in the yellow um, jacket turns around and sees him, and they do this really great, like, you know how in Halloween 2018, they kind of modernize the theme? Yeah, just slightly. Yeah, they kind of put a beat behind it and made it a little bit more like, I don't know, dubstepy kind of Dude. music. Side note that the music where he kills the guy with the motion light 
and then she runs away from him. The yeah. music there is freaking amazing. I forget what that's called. It's called like Chasing Allison or something. But yeah, yeah that that, that part yeah. of the song is just so creepy and good. But yeah, whenever he um turns around, he sees Jason. And then he's basically like, oh, fuck. And then it goes into this great slow motion scene of him running through the snow. And them doing like a kind of new take on the key, 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 ma, ma, ma. But it's under like kind of a dubstep type E EDM. Is that what it's called? Electronic dance music, yeah. Yeah, kind of beat, which I'm not a big fan of that kind of music, but used with this, it was so good. Yeah. And then you see Jason do something. I mean, we've seen him do it, I think, only one time before, and that was in the Friday the 13th remake. Yeah. He uses a bow and arrow. I remember it stuck out to me so odd that first time I saw that. Yeah, but I I remember when I first saw it in the remake, and I was like, Jason wouldn't use a bow and arrow, but I'm like, it's a camp. It fits. He lives there. They, they literally have archery set up. What else has he got to do when he's not killing people? It's completely on brand. Um, but yeah, that's, um, he kind of, so he gets shot through the leg with the arrow and he falls to the snow and then he looks over to his right and his car is right there. Well, of course, when he turns back, Jason is nowhere to be seen. One, but, like I said, I praise and nitpick things. Why wouldn't you look for the footprints? Oh, like if, if, like if, if uh, no, like where Jason no went. Yeah, look yeah, where he was standing, and look where he went. That's another like the Jason in these and never hike and never hike alone and never hike in the snow is called Ghost Jason. So uh, it's almost like he is a spirit type thing more than a physical. I mean, he's physical as well, but almost like he manifests himself. Yeah. And really does in the later movies, they really leaned into that too. Because like, look behind him, he's gone, and next thing you know, he's right in front of you, just doing his heavy breathing and kills you. Yeah. So um, he looks over to a kid in the yellow jacket. Looks over to his right, sees the car. I guess starts to get up, and then Jason comes around and hits him with the yellow axe from the first Never Hike Alone. Yeah. Which you're thinking, great, this is a fan film. That's and a lot of these movies, whenever the kill happens, it kind of. It's a quick thing, quick thing, and then it cuts. No, they hold on this guy with he has a the entire axe in his mouth. His jaw is completely dislocated and like that half tongue hanging out the bottom. That was wild. His tongue is hanging out, and he's I just know. sitting there like oh, 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 and making like he's slowly dying. It's not like some of these ones where like Jason will throw him against the wall. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, the I thought that was so cool because. One of my big things with the last one is we didn't see too cool of a kill. We saw that head smash, well, the head pop or whatever you want to call it. But I was like, that was one of my things about the last one I didn't love as much. But this one, they course corrected really fast. Yeah, and that's whenever you brought that up, I did. I do agree with you about never hike alone. Is there's really it was I think the two paramedics get killed, but they get killed off screen. Exactly, you know, like that's why these movies work best with an ensemble cast because you can work your way through them. Yeah, they need you know ten, fifteen teenagers to pick through so you can get to the last one. Yeah, or right. else there's no point to your final girl if you don't have if she's not final. You know. Yeah. Which this one, I, I'm i glad they kind of course-corrected with that immediately. And here's some fucking gruesome gore. Yeah, the the effects were perfect. They didn't look fan fan film or anything like that. No, and um, I think that's... um. 
because there's a there's some kind of law i believe where you can only spend up to a certain amount on a fan film before and still be legal basically of course considered just a film and then you'd have to go through all those channels right using someone else's ip that's how they get around making these movies is it's a fan film and they don't make any money off of them Mm -hmm. any of the campaign or anything there's not even ads on youtube for it right have you noticed that like the, the the episodes aren't monetized or anything no which i think that's another thing where like they can't do that whatsoever which is another reason I praise Womp Stomp so much is because they're just doing this for the love of it. Yeah. They're like, you guys are going to, the official Friday the 13th is going to fuck everything up for over 10 years and legal shit. We're doing it ourselves and we're going to do it better than you could do it yourself. Yeah. Suck it, new line. Yeah, fuck you. Until um, you give us a new Friday the 13th movie and at that point I will suck your balls. I won't do that, but I will buy a ticket. I may do that for a new Friday movie. I mean, if it's already made, though, I see no point in me holding up that end of the agreement. Right, but they're, if they, like, came to me, they're like, Brett, like, all this legal shit is going to be taken care of. Just Sean uh, Cunningham has a stipulation. Why you? <laughs> like, well, we listened to Throbbing with Horror, and we heard how much you gushed about Friday the 13th and how much you love it. And if there's anyone that would do this for him, it would be you. I'd be like, God damn it. Would you get a special thanks in the credits for making like, this possible? I was like, this one better be fucking good. Don't yeah, <laughs> don't make a Freddy versus Jason what or if, a What if you do that and then it's just a shot for shot remake of part eight? Oh Jesus Christ. And they don't even fix the things they should fix. No, shot for shot. It's yeah, it's uh the nineteen ninety eight psycho all over yeah. again. Oh god, I would be so pissed. I would be all over online being like, I did not suck balls for fucking part eight, part two. <laughs> um, well, yeah. And then, like, of course, it's the cop telling the mom, like, finding everything out. He kind of hides the evidence that he went to Crystal Lake, I think, just to stop her from going there. Like, because he sees yeah, his map out on the desk. Yeah, Rick is now the sheriff. Uh, the Yab- Oh, oh, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Oh, 100% spoilers from the very beginning. <laughs> I'll, I'll put that in the show notes, like, on the episode. Yeah, big spoilers, this entire thing. Um, But, yeah, Rick, the, the Yabang guy, is now the sheriff, and there seems like there's a new deputy uh, who was uh, played by Brian Forrest. It's Deputy Alan Mabry? Oh. Some um, Winter Soldier-looking dude. Yeah, which he doesn't really, it seems, know anything about the Jason legend that happens in this town. Well, that seems to be his thing. The The sheriff, he keeps it quiet. It's almost like we can't stop this, so we just need to completely cover it up. Because he tells them to get rid of all the blood, throw salt over it. And the deputy's oh, no. like, yeah. this is an act of crime scene. And he's Rick's like, I have everything I need right here in this box. Just do what I tell you. Yep. You know, that box is going right in the trash. Which I do love that scene whenever he's he's like, God damn it. And then the deputy kind of starts throwing the salt. And in the background, it, hear, it sounds like you hear a saw. And then he kind of stops and the sh- deputy kind of stops and he looks around a little bit. And he goes back to throwing salt and you hear it again. Well, it's because Tommy Jarvis has snuck beside the cop car and is carving Jason into the hood. <laughs> Yeah, a post-it note wouldn't work. 
No, but I think it's just so funny because like he turned the deputy turns around, sees Tommy Jarvis doing it. He's like, hey, and Tommy just goes scurrying off back to his Jeep. Uh-huh. Drives away. So Damn it. Um <laughs> So he Tommy knows what's going on. We won't beat for beat this, but I mean um Oh, we get a Pamela. Yeah, we get a great Pamela flashback. Yeah, Jay, it kind of goes, and this is another thing that everyone's kind of like, what does Jason do when there's no one there? Yeah, and like, it's always, almost like, does he just almost shut off? You know what I mean? Like, does he just sit there kind of and kind of, you know what I mean? Like, almost like you put Jason in rest mode. Yeah, Jason goes into mommy rest mode and just kind of sets, like, kneels in front of Pamela's decapitated head. Um in this cabin that he's living in and just kneels there. And he kind of goes into this trance like thing from like part two. Remember when part two, when Jenny puts on Pamela's sweater. Yeah. And she's like, it's okay, Jason. Now you can stop now. And mommy is pleased. And he kind of doing the head tilt thing. And it's doing that cool, like a wavy type screen. And you see Betsy Palmer come back for part two and, um, kind of be like, yes, Jason, everything's okay. Yeah. They do that a callback to that completely with this and then explain away like well not explain away but explain what does he do he sits in front of a severed head and he gets put into so much of a trance that he gets that he snuck up on yeah which yeah this is um jumping ahead a little bit uh the share the one deputy is basically told um they go tommy jarvis is trying to sneak back into crystal lake with a shotgun they arrest him uh the sheriff tells the deputy basically like go home fill out fill out this paperwork for me then go home oh and get this hunk of junk hauled out of here talking about tommy's jeep that's why he's still there and so he's sitting there waiting and then he starts looking like i wonder what tommy's going after all this time and he goes into the camp he sees the lights on in the attic and yeah yeah, he sees the lights on the attic, sneaks up behind Jason, and completely, I mean, he catches him. And but the problem is he doesn't know about Jason. So if he knew about Jason, he'd know, blow this thing's head off right now. But to him, it's just a suspect, so you can't do that. Yeah, he sees the de- a dead body laying there, fitting the description of the missing person from the day before. And, and he the head. he's found his suspect is all he thinks. Yeah. He doesn't know it's a supernatural serial killer. Which is great when he's shouting it like and I love the camera work with this, like how that scene is through the cop's um body cam. Yeah, that's that's, that's really cool. great. Just and that's even like in uh, I think it was part four where like they uh show the newspaper and you see the picture of Jason. Like I love that candid Jason stuff that's not like the official camera, like, oh, someone's called him on film. Yeah. Almost uh, like a Sasquatch. Yeah. Um, and then Jason kind of shoots the cop question. Yeah, the first time Jason has ever used a gun. But does he use it is what my question is, or is it the cop pulling the it, trigger? You can't exactly tell if it's I, I know it looks like Jason grabs him and the gun. No clarification, he, Jason doesn't like cock the shotgun, aim it at him and shoot. The cop has it in his hand. Jason like throws it back like pointed right under the cop's chin pretty much it almost seems like he was maybe just trying to get the gun away from him and it kind of went off yeah that's more how i took it which that that was a great uh 
that was a little bit of CGI. You could definitely tell with the um, getting his head blown off. Of course, that's going to be CGI. And then when he falls over, you see his head missing. There's a tiny bit of CGI there as well. But for but the most CGI part, CGI like to me is fine when used right. It's not. It's not like no CGI ever. I'll take it when you need when it works. Like and you still have practical in there. Like the blood shooting up, I f- think was practical and spilling down, and the rest I think was CGI. Yeah, the blood splatter was definitely real when it like hit. Which that was a great scene when it hit Jason's mask and it just kind of streams down. Yeah. But um, yeah, that seemed real. But the only yeah, if CGI should be used small amounts sparingly to make something look better. But if you can do it practical, I'm one hundred percent practical. Yeah, I think it's the best when used right. That's I guess the way to put it. Yeah. Um. Then you see that from the body cam again. You see Jason look down. He's caught on camera and he stomps it. The end. Which. You really learned in this movie that Jason hates cameras. Yeah, he's he's aware. I mean, he was human at one point. He's aware of what they are. Because the uh, kid in the yellow um, jacket, you find out later, is a fan of the uh, hiking guy, like the YouTube hiking guy from the first one. Yeah. And he wants to go hike this these trails that he's also hiked, and he's running around taking pictures. And the one great scene I love is he takes a picture through that broken window and then he kind of zooms in, and you can kind of see the outline of him, and he's sitting there kind of going, like, what's that? And then Jason comes bursting out. He busts through that door, like Shrek at the beginning of the movie, like, that far <laughs> out. That is so perfect. That is oh my god, I'm superimposing All-Star over that. I'm going to put All-Star over that clip and put it up there. <laughs> he, he's, uh, yeah, he's going to go get an onion and take a mud bath. <laughs> um, But... The way to me now, you never know if you see another one of these. You, it's not like written in stone. Well, there actually there are. Oh, perfect! There's going to be a three, and there's going to be a four. That's why this one was only half an hour, because I believe the next one is also going to be half an hour. What I remember from, and this was a while ago, so I don't know with like the pandemic going on if this has changed. But I believe the next one is supposed to be released in December. So we're not actually going to have to wait too long until the next two. It's almost like a little series. Yeah, they're doing doing like a four-part series with it, which this one, the only thing I can say about this one is that it's only half an hour. Yeah, it is short. The only other thing, as much as I was happy to see it, I didn't quite buy the Pamela Voorhees as much. That's the only time it felt a little fan filmy to me. Yeah, I'm glad that they went, like, with young Pamela Voorhees when, like, Jason would be a child versus trying to get someone that looks like Betsy Palmer. Uh, See, I was going for, let's get someone that looks like Betsy Palmer. Oh, really? Yeah, like, that's, I guess, what I was going for. But I was still happy to see it either way. Um, But this makes me think the next one is we have him on camera. We have an officer down, the kid down. We're sending a hunting party. And that makes me excited if that's what it is. Yeah, like have something where basically Tommy Jarvis is leading a Frankenstein-esque lynch mob into Crystal Lake. Exactly, that's what I want to see. Uh, basically, uh, Hatchet too. Right, exactly. And then you pin, then he gets to pick off the mob one by one. Yes, exactly. And then, um, yeah, how does it? Uh, I forget how it ends exactly. It kind of ends uh, semi abruptly. 
Uh, pretty much right after the shotgun, uh, blood on the mask stomps the camera. Okay. Yeah, but it's so good. I was, I was going to say, like, when I saw this the entire time, I'm sitting there with Liz, and I, I've said it before, but I feel bad for her sometimes, because I'm like, oh, that's Rick from part six. You know the Yabang guy? And she's like, sure. <laughs> I I didn't watch it that night when I got home. I watched it. Uh, I had to go get a COVID test the next day for work. No, I wasn't infected or anything, just like everyone has to get one. You had to um, get your brain poked. Oh my god, I felt like they were trying I thought thought they were trying to mummify me. You know how they take people's brains out through their nose? Yeah. That's what it fucking felt like. I'm like, Jesus Christ. But um I had, had to wake up early to go get that, but I had a little time to kill. I saw it was only a half hour. That's when I saw the runtime. I'm like, oh hell yeah. And so I watched that while I was getting ready and drinking my coffee. Yeah, you can knock it out really quickly. I've watched it twice now since it's come out. Yeah, so if you're listening and you have a half hour to kill, go and you haven't watched it yet, and for some reason you went ahead with the spoilers, go check it out. Yeah, it's for free on YouTube. It's called Never Hike in the Snow, a Friday the 13th fan film 2020. Um, it's saying that it's been out for one day, but it's going to be like, it's been out for about two days now, and it already yeah. has 56,000 views. Yeah, it was. A, I saw people who I didn't know were aware of it posting about it before it was out, so they're doing pretty well with these. I believe that um, Never Hike Alone is over a million now. I'm sure. 1.7 million views, and that's three years ago is when that one came out. And that's good, and I thought this was even an improvement on it, so. Yeah, I love, I love, I really love Never Hike Alone. Never Hike in the Snow, I would say, is a couple steps above it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would easily, without any argument, uh, rank it above... Um, part eight, the remake, and Freddy versus Jason. Um, and I could actually, I probably even would put it better than Jason Goes to Hell. So it's going to be, yeah. So it's better than I would say at least four of the official releases. I put it above Goes to Hell. I put it above five. Um, probably Freddy versus Jason. I put it on about the same level as the remake. Okay. Like that's, and I don't hate that remake. It's it's solid as far as remakes go and everything. So that's no, not an insult me saying that. Yeah. Like, and let's be honest, the continuity has been so fucked and skewed and twisted at that point anyway. A remake's ba- it's barely a remake, you know? Yeah, it honestly could just be a continuation. Yeah, you could just plop that in the middle of almost any of them. I don't, I'm, see, I have, I don't have it just below part five for me. Because part five, I know it doesn't have Jason in it, and it's really kind of weird, and like it has definitely a porno vibe to it, and that's because the director used to direct pornos before he directed Friday the 13th part five. Makes complete sense. But there's also some really great characters in that. Um, like Ethel and his, uh, her son um, that uh, drives around on the uh, dirt bike. He was mean to me, Ma! Like, I like the raft kill in part five. Like they're laying on the raft in the lake and the knife oh, that, comes. That is part four. Oh, well then uh, fuck five then. <laughs> that was my compliment. Yeah, oh, yeah. The uh, really? raft out in the middle of the lake. No, that's not four, is it? Yeah, that's part four. Because that's... um. Oh yeah, that's the Corey oh, no, Feldman it's one. It's not part four, it's part seven. It's part seven. I, no, I it's not. It's not new blood. No, no, it's not. I, I'm thinking it's four. I think I'm right. I think it's five. 
See, now, I, I can't say 100% either way, because I can't exactly remember. Well, no, because there's no lake in Part 5. Fuck, I think you're right. There is no lake. That's the only one without a lake in it the entire time. You're right. I but type it, in, I, I I'm being lazy and type in Friday 5 kills. I'm just showing the top 5 Jason kills. That's not what I want. Let me see. I was Raft killed Friday the 13th. Because this is going to drive me insane now. Okay, yep, it was part four. Uh, okay, so it was the Corey Feldman one? Yep. Uh yep. damn it. Samantha Lane. Uh, yep. You're right, I, f- I just found it too. But that is... Before he surfaces in the water and kills Samantha by stabbing her with a hunting knife through her stomach in an inflatable raft after... Yeah. That's a good kill, but I always thought that... Like, have you ever paid attention to her face while she's getting stabbed? Uh, not that I can recall. It's so comical and over the top. Like, she's just going, like, her eyes just get, get big, and she's just like, uh, 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 and just making this, like, shocked face. Not, like, not a pain face, not a scared face, but, like, whoa, I didn't expect this to happen type face. <laughs> well, that's accurate, too. I don't know. Yeah. I've never been stabbed in the stomach on a raft. I'm not sure what kind of face I'd make. I mean, it could it would probably be pretty surprising. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I really can't wait for uh, the next two installments of this. And if yeah, I think they'll be good. I can't wait. I, it, that's exciting. It's December, so it's pretty much done. Then I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they filmed it. Um, I'm it pretty sure they filmed like these uh, last, like Never Hike Alone. Um, they filmed separately, but these next three movies, I think they all filmed um, all at the same time. Yeah. But yeah, if whenever these lawsuits are over and they actually can make an official Friday movie again, if they don't give the Womp Stomp, or at least let them have a hand in it, which they 100% won't, but I, they are 100% cheated out of that. Yeah, they should get something, you'd think, but hey, I'm at least happy we have them. Yeah, and I, yeah, thank you guys for doing what the studios can't like it. And like my one last thought on this, cause I could talk about this movie all day. So this is going to be my last thought on this movie. Final thoughts. Dun, dun, dun. It reminded me never hiking the snow reminded me a lot of Halloween 2018. Or like you know, this new trend in horror movies where they're kind of bringing the old actors back to. Yeah. I, I love that. Characters. Yeah, I've been, me and Maxwell were talking about that actually on Geek Positive not too long ago. Like I said, I'm a big fan of like bringing the old guard back in for something. Like I am in the minority where I really enjoyed Terminator Genesis because you had Arnold back, you had Sarah Connor back, everything like that. Then uh, Logan for the X-Men movies was the same way. I loved Halloween 2018. We talked about Texas Chainsaw 3D. We said the highlight was him coming back and everything. I really like that stuff. Yeah, and when all these other franchise, giant franchises, are having studios do it, and sometimes having the studios do it really great, other times not so well, but still pretty good. I would put like Texas 3D in the, it's pretty good. That's what I said, that was my, one of my parts I really enjoyed, though, was him yeah. being back. And, but I would put like the 2018 Halloween as like superb, like that's top tier how you do this. I would yeah. put Never Hike in the Snow right up there, right beside Halloween 2018 of this is how you do this. 
and it was made by fans. And the thing is, too, like Halloween, another example of just bringing an old cast back is sometimes there's victims that got away, we never touch on them again. And of course, they're going to be like traumatized or always prepared and stuff for the rest of their life. Yeah, that's like, I wish, like, um, in part two, Jenny, the final girl, is like probably my favorite final girl out of the entire series. She's really great. She's a great actress. I love her character. She fights back against Jason. It would have been so great to see her come back, but for some reason, there's really no carryover. Even with the Tommy Jarvis uh, character, with the three movies that character's in, it's three different actors play him every time. Yeah. But yeah, I just want to, for like the fifth time, say thank you, Womp Stomp. Thank you so very much from yeah. this Friday the 13th fan that's been hurting for a movie. It's awesome now that for free. It's it's great. So yeah, I cannot wait for the other ones. Yeah. But oh, um, I'd say we about wrapped up. Yeah, that's all I have, man. Yeah, so, so uh, go watch Evil Dead for the anniversary. Yeah, go watch Evil Dead for the anniversary. Watch Never Hike Alone and Never Hike in the Snow. Um check out the podcast Twitter. Um it's uh at Throbbing Horror. I'll be uh I post on there constantly still about like what I'm watching and whatnot. Um Listen to Greg on Ruthless Retrospective and Geek Positive on the uh, Why Not Talk About This Universe as well. Yeah, you're. I, I'm good at the point. I'm going to have to start adding another show in my my Twitter banner that I'm on all the time. I was going to say you're basically now the co-host. I, I'm the co-host unless you have someone else. If not, I'm like, does Brett have anyone this week? I go, oh, okay, I'm doing Throbbing with Horror then. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, now I got to talk to Brett about part Friday Thirteenth Part Eight again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I do not mind. Yeah, but uh, I want to thank you man for um inviting me along on the trip up to uh Blairstown to see the filming locations. I really Oh, anytime. That. that was a great time. I loved it. Yeah, I'm it was still kind of coming off that high from that trip. Oh yeah, that night. I was up that night until probably like 3 a.m. I wasn't up that late. I was probably up till about midnight though. Oh yeah, my like adrenaline just would not go down. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, until um Next time, then, thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, stay spooky.